The following audio was recorded at Stone Oak Bible Church. For more information about our church or for more resources, visit us at stoneoakbible.com. Well, Merry Christmas, church. Uh, Listen, I know that right now you're probably tired of hearing about 2020 by now, um, how crazy of a year or hard it's been. I mean, we all know it. Um, So instead, today, I'd like to talk a little bit about hope. I'd like to shine maybe just a little bit of light into the dark, and I'd like to talk about the opportunity that we have to not only celebrate our God, but to, to, to shine the light of our God into our community. So I want to encourage you a little bit, a little bit today. And listen, each week during Advent, we have thought about, we've, we've looked at one aspect of the Advent season um, each and every week. We started with hope. And as we think about hope, we're thinking of the hope that we have in Christ, the hope that we have today, but not only that, we're talking about the hope that we have for all eternity. So we, we, we looked at hope. Uh, second, we looked at peace. The peace that we have in Christ, um, the peace that we know in him, the peace that we have in him in the present, in our present circumstances, but more than that, again, our eternal peace, the peace that we have in him now and forever in Jesus Christ. We have peace with our God through Christ. Then we looked at and we considered joy. Joy. The inexpressible joy that we have in Christ. The Joy that we have regardless of what we face, regardless of what yesterday was, regardless of what we face today, and regardless of what tomorrow might look like, the joy that we have in Christ forever. Then, church, we got to consider, we got to consider love. Love. Agape love. The unconditional perfect, lasting love of our God, not only that he showed to us through giving his only son, but the love that now we share to one another, love. So we looked at hope and, and, and peace and joy and love, and, and now this Christmas right here, we get to bring it all together. And as we light this final candle, This candle represents our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Without him, without Christ, none of these other things would would even be possible. None of them. Now, sure, we have our counterfeit versions that we've talked about. The world has its counterfeit, Christless versions of hope and peace, joy, love, and all these things. But, But true hope? True peace, true joy, true love um, is only found 
in and through Jesus Christ only. And so today we focus on Christ and it's Christmas Eve. So what that means is, is we set our sights. We set our sights. We fix our eyes on the celebration of Christ coming to earth. The incarnation, the, the word becoming flesh and dwelling among us. Um, we celebrate that. And you know, one thing I notice every year around Christmas is it's dark. It's dark. It, at least it is for us on this side of the globe, this side of the planet. Uh, Christmas season is a dark season. It's the season that you get off work and, and by the time you get home, it, it looks like it's the middle of the night. It's, it's a dark season. And you know what? As weird as this may sound, I, I really, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. And you hear that and you might think it's weird. It might be. But I believe Christmas is best celebrated, church, in the dark. And I think about this for several reasons. The first is just thinking back to the first Christmas um, and the darkness that surrounded that first Christmas. First on the spiritual side, like I think about, we've talked about this before, but the fact that the people of God were 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 waiting and God had not sent a prophet for so many years and it was quiet and it was hard. It was like Genesis through Malachi was leading up and then silence. And that's, that is hard. That is, is hard. We're, what we're, what we're thinking about when I think about that is just the unmet expectations that they had to have had. And you know what? I think we can relate to that. That feeling of unmet expectations. When things should go this way, they should be this way, but they, they're not. They don't go the way they should go. Well, the people of God were, were looking and, and things weren't going the way that they thought it would happen. Unmet expectations. And that can be a hard time, a hard season, a dark season. And again, I think we can relate. I think you and I, we can relate to things when things are not the way we think they should be, and they haven't gone the way that we think they should go. I mean, as we just think about the first Christmas, I also think about the weird political things. I don't know if you've thought about this that were going on. I mean, just put it like this. Giving birth in a manger is never plan A. Is never plan A. It's not something that you you think, well, let's yelp the best birthing centers around me, and, and then boom, this is it. No, it's never that. What it is, church, is an unexpected bump. It is, it, they were pressured out. They were, things were not as expected. This was difficult times. It was dark. I think about the, the, the physical biblical narrative, the physical things, like the, the fact that the, the dark sky with the stars. I think about the shepherds who are keeping watch over their flocks by night. I, it's, it's dark. And this is why I think Christmas carols so often lend to this. They, we sing, O Holy Night, the silent night. Why? Because dark. It, it is dark. And, and I want to be honest, it's not only the first Christmas. But another reason I think of the darkness this time of year is because I know that pastorally, I know that for so many of us, maybe for you, Christmas is not, it's a difficult season. It's not what you expected so often. I know for some it's difficult because but it, 
you're dealing with maybe a loss of someone you love and you're missing them and things aren't the way they should be. I know for, for others, it just reminds them that, that, that Christmas, you want it to be something and it, and it kind of lets you down in a sense. Or, you know, um, I think all of us in our community today are dealing with that in some level. I mean, so many of us aren't able to see the family or the friends that we want to see. And there's just this unmet expectations. And that can feel a bit dark. And, and I, I want to be clear here. This is not all doom and gloom. God is still in control. We're going to talk about that more. But as a community, church, we face, we still face the dark. And in some ways, I think this puts us perfectly in the mode to celebrate Christmas. Again, going back to that first Christmas when things didn't go as expected, we think about them thinking about a hospital and them getting a barn. We think about them wanting an inn and finding a stable. We think about the people of God wanting a warrior king to return and they get a baby. Um, We think about them expecting royalty and they get a carpenter's son. We we think about them wanting and expecting a Messiah to look different, to do things differently, and to come a lot sooner than he did. And in very similar ways, our expectations are often so different from the reality we face. And we expect light and everything kind of seems dark. And, and it's this moment here, church, it's in this moment that I think there is something so beautiful here. Honestly, I do. Because the crazy thing about the darkness is that the darker it is, the more the light shines. The darker it is, the more the light is visible. And and what's crazy is that no amount of intense darkness can overcome even the smallest flicker of light. Light always wins. Light always shines brighter in the darkness. It's that feeling of looking up at the night sky in a country field and seeing stars stretch all across the sky and comparing that to walking down a busy street under the city lights and looking up and seeing relatively no stars. Why is that? It's because the stars are brighter in the dark. I think about that moment where you were, if you were to look at your phone right now, look at your screen and compare that to maybe a moment when you're laying in bed at night and you're about to be asleep and you hear a a little buzz on your nightstand and you reach over and you, you look at it and you flick it up and then all of a sudden it's like staring into the face of the sun. It's so bright. What happened? Well, the darkness has made your phone's screen all the brighter. The light is made all the brighter by the dark. And as we think about Christmas church, that first Christmas, think about this, how, how what the contrast must have been in the midst of the darkness for the light of God to arrive in the flesh is Jesus came. Think about the contrast it is for us to celebrate the light of Christ coming in the midst of what looks like complete darkness all around us in our communities. What a contrast. But here's the reality. Christmas finds us in the dark. It finds us in the dark. It always has because Christmas is all about light shining through the darkness. I remember um, Jesus's words in John 8, Jesus's words in John 8. He says this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, 
but will have the light of life. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Christmas is the celebration church of the light being turned on. That's what Christmas is. Jesus, the light, taking on flesh and coming in human form. And again, the darkness, it should not scare us. It shouldn't surprise us because all that darkness does is serve to make that light shine all the brighter. All the brighter. I said at the beginning, I want to talk about some hope and I want to give you some encouragement. Well, I meant it and I'd like to give you three encouragements this Christmas Eve. The first is this. Christ is the light. As we just read, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Jesus came to pierce through the darkest of dark, not just on that first Christmas, as he came into the world as a baby. But he was, he is, and he will forever be the light. I'm reminded of the words of John in the last book of your Bible, in the book of Revelation, in one of the last moments of Scripture, where John is telling us what is going to happen. And I don't know if you remember this, but John picks up on the same language. He, he says, you know, I, I saw no temple in the city, he says. And he says, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And he goes on to say, and the city, guess what? It has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light and the lamp is the lamb what's he saying here the city doesn't need a sun it doesn't need a moon it doesn't need lights why is that because Jesus is and will forever be the light forever be in church he is the light today again when things are the darkest that is the exact moment where the light shines the brightest. Jesus is the light, the eternal light of the world. The second thing is this. Jesus is not just the light. Christ is our light. If you look at the second part, I want you to think about the promise Jesus makes here in, in the Gospel of John. He says, I'm the light of the world. And then what does he say? He says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness. No, but will have the light of life. Church, this is personal. This is not theological out there. It's not theory out there. This is personal and this is practical. We know what darkness feels like. We know what it feels like to be in a dark spot, to be in a dark season. I know that I do. Statistically, by the way, um, I read reports and, and articles that just restate this very fact that so many of us right now are actually in one of these dark seasons right now. And listen, the enemy would want nothing more than for you to remain in that and to remain hopeless and to close your eyes and just to accept the dark. But this is not what Christ offers you. Jesus says, I am the light of the world and follow me and you will not walk in darkness. And, and listen, hear, don't hear me wrong here. I'm not saying that when you come to Jesus, you're no longer going to deal with darkness, everything awesome all the time. No, not, not saying that. As we've seen in each of the weeks of Advent, the world, in this world, we will face trials. We will face pain and we will face unmet expectations. We will. What I am saying though, church, is we have hope even in the pain. 
We have peace even in the trials. We have joy even in the struggles. We have love even in the brokenness. And church, we have light even in the dark. We have light even in the dark. You will face darkness. But Christ is the light. And not only that, Christ is your light. The third, lastly, is that we are Christ's light bearers. In other words, Christ desires to shine through us. Jesus says this in one of his most famous sermons um, in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 14. He says, you are the light of the world. And you got to stop there and think, wait, what? Jesus, I thought you were the light of the world and you're telling me that I am what, which is it? The answer is yes and yes. Listen to this. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Jesus is the light of the world. In church, he desires to shine his light through you. That the world, when it sees you, sees him, that Jesus shines through you. This is exactly what Paul says in Galatians, that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, it's not about my light. It's about his light shining through me. We are the light of the world because Jesus the light of the world is shining through us. Brothers, sisters, this is the plan of God for you. This is it. This is his plan for you to be his light until the moment he calls you home. And I'll say it again. The light is the brightest in the dark. And because this is true, the opportunity that you and I have in front of us right now is never been greater for the light of Jesus to shine into the darkness. The, the answer to all that darkness that we see is the light of Christ through you. And I promise, I promise I will continue to preach that light. I promise we as a church will continue to proclaim that light, but that's not enough because my job, my responsibility as a pastor is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, as Paul says in Ephesians. What does that mean? That means that it's my job to help you be a light where God sends you, to go where he sends you, to be a light in your home, your office, your school. And if it's dark there, if it's dark in the spaces that you go, if it's dark, that just means that the opportunity is all the greater. If it's dark, that means that you are called to be the light. And again, I'm on repeat here. The light shines the brightest in the dark. Christ is the light. Christ is our light. And we are Christ's light bearers. And Christmas church is all about that light piercing the dark.